Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard. Welcome to Sunday. I hope you're all having a good day. I'm going to try to. Got some campaign work to do later, but I thought I'd talk to you now. Okay, today we're doing variations on the Paladin. The Paladin as described in 1st Edition AD&D and beyond, and other systems like that, Castles and Crusades, and other places. Now, I say 1st Edition because that's where I first saw it. Basic has its version of the Paladin, but it's interesting. If I, see, I'm, I'm a Menser. Rule Cyclopedia guy mostly, but I also like to do BX. But Rule Cyclopedia is my book. It's my book. And they have ways of doing subclasses that are different. It's a lot of them, like the cleric and the fighter, you get to a certain level, I believe it's level eight, and then you can branch off to a subclass, which I don't think is a bad thing, really, because. Now you've got eight levels of experience under you, and if you want to be like a druid instead of a cleric, go ahead. You've got all that experience, and you have the stats and things like that. Basics, paladins are, they're not your daddy's paladins, I want to say. No, they're not 1E or beyond paladin, because... While they are paladins, there's a paladin for each one. This is a three-point three, three, three alignment system, and there's a paladin for each point. So you have that variation. I thought that was kind of refreshing. And after eighth level with a fighter, you can choose to become one of these paladins. But we're not talking about that right now. I just thought I'd add that as a sidelight in case you want to look it up. It's in the Rule Cyclopedia. I believe it's in the Menser box sets. Probably the red box. But So we have the Paladin, which happens to be my one of my grandsons. It happens to be my grandson Gage's, one of his favorite classes. He's played two of them so far. He's playing one of my Astonishing Swordsman game right now. He just likes being the big tank. And he does have that lawful good kind of mentality for it. And the kid, if he gets something in his head, he will play it. If there's a certain way he read, I mean, he read in the book about how um, Hyperboreans look down on most people and things like that. And very much, he's very much the bad cop in the group. He will also just, he will follow that alignment to the ends of the earth. God bless him. I hope it doesn't get him into trouble. So the Paladin here on page 22 of the First Edition Player's Handbook is basically a holy warrior. He's the guy that goes on the Crusades, if there were Crusades. Yes. Paladin, character is a fighter subclass, but unlike normal fighters, all Paladins must begin as lawful good in alignment and always remain lawful good or absolutely lose all their special powers which are given to them. Okay. Understood. You get you get the war horse, you get 
pluses on your saving throws. You get spells at higher, clerical spells at higher levels, and blah, 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 blah. And this is one of the few classes, I believe the other one is the cleric and their subclasses, where alignment matters. I believe this is the reason we still have alignment in role-playing games, in Dungeons & Dragons, whatever iteration it is. That's why what's where we that's why we have alignments is for characters like paladins. And if you'll notice that some of the I don't know about the clones, but some of the later OSR games do not have paladins because they want to do away with the alignment system. And they won't have I don't know, they'll have clerics. Do some of them do away with clerics? Like Vea Escuela and Tells and Trolls, there's no clerics in there. They just assume wizards can throw healing po- healing spells and things like that. So, anyway, let's talk about variations on the Paladin. I have three of them I wrote down here. Wow, I wrote them down. Cool. First of all, I, we, got, we got the Mr. Rogers. This guy is kind of fun in the way that like a Chuck Norris film is fun. Or if you want to go really back into the silence, a Harold Lloyd film is is fun. This guy is lawful good. He wants to preach lawful good, whatever deity it is. He wants to be friendly to everyone. He wants to get along. He wants to teach right from wrong. He wants to, you know, hi neighbor. Come on over here. Do you need some healing? Well, sit down. Let me let me change into my sweater. No. <laughs> so he's the guy who's everybody's friend, and he has a really long fuse. He will get people will get in his face and he will just try and turn the other cheek or diffuse the situation, trying to mediate something. But he knows there are certain situations where it ain't going to work. But he will try his damnedest to diffuse the situation or mediate it. But when push comes to shove, it's it's like Billy Jack, you know? You push him, you push him, you push him, and finally he ain't going to be pushed no more, and he will strike back. And he will strike back hard. So, any kind of bullies or other monsters and stuff who tries to insult him, he will, he will, like I said, he will just turn the other cheek. And that's what I call the Mr. Rogers, which is a good thing to play. It's, you're not playing chaotic, okay, you're not playing the, the typical chaotic stupid type. You're just trying to be a friendly guy. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm lawful good. I always try and do the right thing. I always try to pe- lead people down the path, the right path, things like that. Great, great to work with a cleric of like mind. Although clerics have their their short and long fuses also. So you have that guy on the opposite end of the scale. You have what I call Sergeant Tough. He's been through it all. He knows how to whip character. He knows how to whip companies into shape drill sergeant nasty type thing and you know his heart his heart is in the right place and he is lawful good but he will not brook any kind of foolishness or anything like that and you better you know soldier 
you better straighten your head out or I'm going to be up you like you wouldn't believe. That kind of guy, you know, drop and give me 20, you know, that kind of thing like that. And they're fun to play too, as long as you don't push it a little too far where the players start getting annoyed at it. You got to know when all these all these variations all all the, role playing in general. You got to know when to when to hit it and when to back off. If there's if you have a players who do things that are totally disruptive of the game and they say, "Well, it's my character," well, that character shouldn't be in the game then, because you're just using they're just using an excuse to to try and wreck the game. That's all I think. But like I said, Sergeant Tough, Drill Sergeant Nasty Guy, is a fun character to play. He's the guy who you send in, okay, you we're gonna go we're gonna attack that squad of orcs, you go around the back. Right, come on. You know, that kind of thing. And he waits for the signal and he's like I said, he's the, the probably would probably be the most experienced, not in experienced points, but most experienced in the world for life experience and battle experience. Okay, the third one is kind of a variation on that, only he's a lot nicer. I call him the old campaigner. I played this kind of guy before. He's fun. He's the guy who's been in battle and he decides to become a mercenary or adventurer or what, what have you. He's usually an older character. There's nothing wrong with playing age. You do not have to play the age rules, but he is an older character and... He tends to be a little long-winded because he was in such and such's army as a captain. He finally rose to the rank of general, and then after he did that, he went over here and became the captain of this this city state. He became the the captain of the guard, the captain of the the guy who who ran the military part of it and kept the city safe for like ten years. After he'd put in twenty in the king's army over here. So he has all these stories, all these anecdotes. And he's the guy who tries to whip pe- whip soldiers into shape with inspiration, with pep talks. Come on, chaps. We go in here. We will kick their, kick their backsides and they won't even know what's finished. I remember one time the battle of Wyvern's Run. Oh, it was a terrible battle. That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So he's an older gentleman. You don't have to play him like that. But he's an older gentleman, but he still knows how to do it. And he's the kind of guy who tries to whip them up with with inspiration. There's really tough nuts in there. He will call in Sergeant Tough. And he, the guy will get on his horse. What are you looking at? You get in here. You get over. That, that kind of thing. So... That those are the those are kind of really nice, nice variations. Like for instance, Mister Rogers would have a high charisma, but I I wouldn't make it like I'd like make it like a 16, 15, 16, not too high where you know everybody because there's always going to be one or two. It's like yeah yeah get out of here, Mister Nice Guy. The old campaigner would also have quite a bit of charisma, and Sergeant Tough would just be grit. You know what I mean? Grit. He's, he he gets it done. So, anyway, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk about this or anything else, you can email me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. 
you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan Georgier, Wendell Jessen, and Oliver Shrek for supporting me. I appreciate it, fellas. You don't know how much. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.